Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my co-host here. Oh, my Prime is Killbite. Look out! Ow, 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 ow. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Ah, I feel fine. Ah. Sorry about that, little buddy. I forgot how slow Minicons walk, and I didn't look behind me when uh, we were crossing that crosswalk back there. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they really hit my face with their side mirrors? Do I sound okay? Let's say yes. Okay. So, listeners, for those of uh, who, who didn't tune in last week, Computron wasn't at the table for our comic discussion, so we decided to go look for him, and for the past week, we still haven't found him. So we're on the streets here of Icon right now, and we might go grab a seat at McAdams' old oil house and talk about IDW Transformers Revenge of the Decepticons Volume 3. And as always, spoiler warning. Just grab a seat wherever you like, and we'll be there in a moment with some menus. Okay, thanks. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you to go and read it then come back and listen to the podcast. I've also heard from some Earthlings that if you click that like button on this video or subscribe, that really helps us grow, and we really appreciate that. Now, onwards with the podcast. Here are some menus. I'll be back in a few clicks to take your order. Ooh, awesome. Thanks. Killbite, do you mind going over some fun facts for us while we'll take a look at this menu here? Sure, I can do that. Okay. The first issue was released November 10, 2010, and the last issue was released April 13, 2011. The writer is Mike Costa, the artist is Nick Roach, Don Figueroa, and Alex Milne, with colors by Jay Brown, Andrew Dollhouse, and Romulo Fajardo. Now for some fun facts. The title issue 15, Altered Carbon, likely refers to Altered Carbon, a 2002 science fiction novel by Richard K. Morgan. The theme of downloading one's consciousness into a new body is really relevant. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, it fits the theme correctly. In issue 18, just before Prime shoots Megatron in order to provide targeting information for the kinetic harpoon, spoilers, Starscream is shown standing behind Megatron. He appears on the next page as well. While it is possible that Starscream had managed to crawl away from Thundercracker's hideout, get back to the rest of the Decepticons, and get repaired between the last issue and this one, it's more likely that this is actually a miscolored Skywarp, especially since Skywarp appears with the other Decepticons departing the laboratory complex. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, I can give the listeners a quick summary so that you have a chance to look at the menu before the waiter returns. How's that sound? That sounds good. Okay. So the summary for this issue is while the Autobots are out trying to keep the riot situation at bay from our previous issue and help Bumblebee, who has been severely injured, the Decepticons decide to invade Earth once again and create chaos while at the same time rescuing their other Decepticon brethren. You get enough time? Yes, I did. Read the menu? Awesome. Yes, I did. Oh, the waiter is back. What'll it be? Could I get a K-juice and a side of plutonium pepperoni? And I would like a high-octane turbo juice with a cesium salami? Perfect. I'll be right back with that order. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Shall we get into it? We shall. So we're, we're thrown into a scene with Rodimus ramming his ship into the Decepticon defense space on an asteroid. I think it's an asteroid. Pulling like an Indiana Jones-like move here where he hides in a weapons vault to survive the impact. Very much Rodimus' style, from my understanding. And if anything, this sort of explains Rodimus' and Magnus' ship relationship later on in the series. We'll get there. We'll get there, Kilobyte. <laughs> uh, with the whole stealing ship thing. There's there's a lot of fun panels in this one. I can't wait. Can't wait. What, what was your thoughts here? I thought the same thing you just did because I wrote down that it, it, much, it was a reference to Indiana Jones with the whole fridge. 
uh, and the nuclear bomb it just it was very funny i wasn't expecting it uh and then he suddenly pops out of the the, the weapons cache and i'm like oh okay it's it's fun there's a lot of fun parts here environments like one of my favorite scenes is like after he takes down like a few decepticons i think acid storm and bombshell he's talking to himself and calls himself a genius <laughs> i'm just like okay narcissism is here well if you've You've been alone for I don't know how many long cycles in space. So eventually uh, you start, you know, going a little bit crazy. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, it continues. Anyway, uh, Rodimus gets really confident after his great, I, I, what, what would you call it? This Indiana Jones move, Jack Sparrow move, where just everything goes his way. Yeah. And <laughs> this happens right up till the end. And Kilobyte, do you want to tell us what happens? Well, at the end, we find out that Megatron has a new body. Dun, dun, dun. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's one of my favorite models of Megatron. And he runs, Rodimus runs into Megatron and um, he gets shot real good. Yep, like, like dead shot. <laughs> D-E-D. I think that's how they spell it, right? Dead? Oh, floating through space. What's your thoughts? Uh, I was like, what? He, he, he died just like that? And, and the, the, what got me uh, surprised was like Rodimus stole the matrix from starscream mm -hmm. and, and he had it on him and megatron blasted him and he goes flying into space so now he's just drifting and megatron's like ah, i don't need that anymore and just lets a dead cybertronian corpse just float around with the matrix of leadership like it, it was nothing and i'm like what i mean if you if, if you think about it the decepticons have treated have been treated poorly by those who have carried the matrix so why would you want that around that is true uh it's just it's just since they kind of you know that shows who the like the leader is or like who's fit to lead the cybertronian race you you would think you would want to try and see if you're worthy right and maybe I, do a change well it's a sign of oppression to the decepticons i feel like so i think not having it is more of a symbol but anyway we're we're getting off tangents i was just like this is interesting no, no, I, I, I like your, your points. I, th I might be yeah. just confusing it with uh, other medias, right? Where Megatron right. really tries to get it. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I can see I can see the, the oppression yeah. there. So I have a question for you listeners out there. Does your radio talk to you? Does it try to convince you to buy extraterrestrial weapons that may or may not be legal? If so, do I have some bad news for you? Don't, don't buy them. Don't buy them. Don't buy them. Um, it's definitely a Decepticon plot to um, to destroy the human race, probably, in some way, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we see here. Yeah, just to quote a famous, I think it's a calamari from a movie. It's a trap. Oh, yeah, the fish. The famous uh, human film, uh, War Star. War Star, yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It was very fun. So that's a thing. So don't buy weapons through the radio. Don't, don't uh, listen to your radio. Don't listen to your radio. Uh, I know that doesn't sound great when you're listening to us, but you know, you know. Anyway, we also get a hint of what Shockwave is capable of in this issue. And we see that when Starscream discovers that Shockwave hasn't built, quote unquote, a space bridge, but instead has helped revive Megatron. Then when Megatron moves his fingers along the wall, a space bridge appears. Shockwave gets the last word in to, to, to Starscream, that is, saying, and I quote, some of us are capable of performing two tasks at once, which, dear listener, is just the tip of the iceberg of what's uh, is yet to come from Shockwave. What's your thoughts, Kilobyte? I love that scene, and and that scene especially is very. I don't know if it was. Yeah, I think I, I think it's connected there. 
Um, we see Starscream walk into the room and we see Shockwave and Soundwave uh, messing with Megatron's body, uh, like his old body. And so Starscream is like, what are you doing? You can't do that. Why, why, are, you, why are you killing it? Why are you dismantling, right? And, and then and that's where Megatron appears and he's like, oh, Megatron, oh, I, I didn't know you had a new body. And now Starscream is all scared. I really, I really like that, especially since Starscream has always want to be in command. But you can mm-hmm. see here that he wants to be in command for not the right reasons, but like the the correct way, not by taking somebody like kind of have a little bit of honor in a way, right? Because he he could have taken command or he did, and then but he wasn't happy on how he did it. And so now with all this happening, it's like my my greatest um how do they call that in Earth like hump to get over it was megatron and here you guys are like dismantling him so it's like what's the point <laughs> yeah it's sort of like that's my job kind of thing right yeah so I, I thought that was very interesting sorry to interrupt i have your order ready for you thank you thank you very much enjoy cool uh how, how's your drink i'm gonna try some of mine i'm gonna try mine nice oh oh oh, oh that's spicy ah, 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 oh that was very spicy ah, <laughs> somebody warned me which one did you get again i got the the high octane turbo juice? Oh yeah, that one has uh that one kicks a little bit. It'll wear off eventually. You you could have warned me. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew what you're doing. Anyway, shall we continue? <laughs> uh, we we shall. <laughs> so uh we get to one of my favorite scenes in this uh this volume. Sorry, it's a very distracting scene. This little minicon do little circles. Anyway, that uh my, sorry, what was I saying? My favorite scene. Uh, is Braun versus Starscream, which is pretty fun. A little tough guy with a temper takes on a turbo weasel of a bot. Good stuff. <laughs> and we're going to throw some nice images for you on the YouTube version. It's it's hilarious. I love it. I, I really like that scene because, uh, you know, Starscream was all depressed because Megatron was uh, like floating in a jar and he had command, but not what he wanted. But now that Megatron's back, now he's back to his old self making scheme. And he tries to recruit Thundercracker. And right. when Thundercracker says, like, hey, I don't want to be part of uh, you guys anymore. Kind of, like, join your group or anything like that. Starscream backstabs him and shoots him in the back. Wait, like, no, no, no. He says the Autobot pitch was better. Oh, that is Which true. was hilarious. And that's when Starscream is like, well, you shouldn't have said that. And then shot him in the back. Shot him in the back. Q Braun entering for the rescue. Uh, which is great because, you know, Starscream is not really any pe- match for a little tiny, strong guy. And it gets to a point where Starscream starts to try to limp away, but Braun needs to leave. Turns to Thundercracker, who's not doing so great, and asks if he'd be okay. And Thundercracker's like, I need Ratchet, but Braun can only carry one bot. Like, it, it, the whole scene's great. Yeah, and Braun was like, I can only carry one of you, and I have a hostage or somebody that needs help. Uh, I'll... I'll- I'll get you help. <laughs> right, he pulls he pulls an Autobot move, essentially, right? Yeah. So, then we get to the big reveal. Megatron finally shows up to the Autobots and doesn't get a scratch after being shot at uh, by many of them. And uh, this, is, this is not the team that Oxymus is on, right? He's on a different mission. Yes. But he, he wipes the floor. Yes, yes, he does, especially with Ultra Magnus there. Oh, doesn't even stand a chance. Poor Ultra Magnus. These last couple of comics have not been great. First Menasaur, now Megatron. Rodimus took his ship. <laughs> Rodimus took his ship. Woof. So we get to our 
more iconic scene with Megatron versus Optimus because Optimus finally gets put into the show or into the scene. But this time, Megatron has placed the wounded Autobots he wiped the floor with next to some humans with the G1 Megatron guns, which are guns made from his old body that started to show up all over Earth to show that Optimus, that these Earthlings do not want them here and they don't care about the Autobots. Again, this feels very much like the Heath Ledger Joker vibe with the Batman, but that's just me. What's your yeah. thoughts? I really like how the guns landed on Earth. They sent over like a box containing Megatron's old head and then just a bunch of little guns in, in his alternate mode. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have just sent a bunch of guns, but did you just send a, a skeletal broken face for her? <laughs> yes, but... A gun in the shape of a G1 Megatron scares Autobots more. Because I think there's even one point where the Autobots obtain one of these guns and start to panic. Because they think that specific gun is Megatron. Yeah, which is which helps with the confusion, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody has one of those. So they're like, which one's Megatron? We all know he can transform into a gun. So now they're more... Like on the defense, and then of course humans are the ones carrying them, so they can't shoot at the humans because they don't want to cause problems. Right. So right. it's I, I don't know. Like Megatron played it perfectly and just created the chaos he needed to show. Oh yeah. Everybody that he's right. That he's in control too of the situation. Yeah, and it's very scary. <laughs> yes, very scary. So another scary move. This time from Optimus, a very surprising move. Instead of shooting Megatron, which he knows won't take any damage after a, a tremendous amount of fighting, decides to shoot who? Who does he shoot, Kilobyte? He shoots Soundwave. Shoots Soundwave. In the In face. the face, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy scrap, that's dark. Yeah, and, and, and he shoots Soundwave because Soundwave has been sending the, the noises, right, to all the humans through the radios and the TVs and trying to convince them that you got to get rid of these robots, shoot them, get these guns. So he he shoots Soundwave to stop that. Yes. And it's pretty gruesome. Like, I'm like, oh, they just killed Soundwave? What? It's, it's very shocking. Uh, reminder, listeners, do not take any advice from your radio that tells you to buy um, extraterrestrial guns. Don't do that. No, it must be Soundwave disguise. <laughs> Absolutely. Or a Decepticon plot. Shall we talk about the jazz incident? Yes, that one's very... like. Okay, before the incident, uh, yes. I noticed that Jazz, when, when he's in robot mode, and this could be pure coincidence, but when he's in robot mode, his hood for his vehicle mode looks just like the Decepticon logo. It doesn't have the face, but it has the spikes and the triangle tip. And it's mm. perfect for a Decepticon. So I don't know if it was like a foreshadowing or not, but I'm like, hmm, like, re- sorry. Like rereading it again was like, huh, I didn't notice that the first time, which is kind of scary. You have to put up some images of that so I know which one you're talking about. Yes, yes. But yes, talk about the Jazz incident. So Jazz gets a a little bit, not trigger happy, but he's like nervous because B, that's been transported to get recovery, right? He's been shot in the previous issue. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ultra Magnus' team, which was part of, of, of that Bumblebee's recovery team, uh, gets put in the middle of a city, and all these humans are surrounding surrounding them, and they're like ready to like put them offline and start shooting. So Jazz shows up and it has been told to stand down, don't do anything uh, that, that they can solve it. Uh, but he he gets there's a human there that's getting a little bit antsy, and so Jazz uh, it, it's getting antsy as well, and he ends up 
killing the human and you know that sparks controversy and everybody's no look what he did he killed the human and so jess ends up just grabbing all the uh, like autobots that he cans and he runs away uh with them uh but that just leaves a bad taste for everybody because it was an autobot that killed the human right right and the autobots are working for the government so what does that say that the government doesn't care for her, for its peoples which is That's not many. good <laughs> so before i get to my last point is there anything else you want to talk about before we get there uh there is a funny scene um where megatron uh, puts his uh hand like a telephone and he gets little antennas and everything which remind me like a like a go-go gadget telephone kind of scene <laughs> and i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> That is pretty great. So, uh, other than that, I'm assuming, like, I, I think I know where you're going with, and yeah. this is, this is going to be very shocking for everybody. Yes. So, in this volume, we get to see interesting small steps of character development for Megatron, and uh, Optimus challenges him to another 1v1 battle after, you know, he took, took down Soundwave, and literally hits Megatron with the biggest gun they have, unscratched. Megatron emerges from the flame, only to have Optimus scream at him, why can't you die? Which feels like something Megatron should be saying. But at this moment, you can see on Megatron's face, he begins to, like, there's there's a lot going on. There's just the small amount of details that show his emotions. And he decides to do what? He surrenders. He surrenders. Well, well, well first he beats Optimus to a pulp. And leaves him very badly injured. And then he shows up to Omega Supreme and says, I surrender. Right. <laughs> so at this point, do you have any theories what's going to happen? Well, there is a thing that Megatron says, which is pay attention to those closest to you. I don't know if that's exactly the line, but he's talking about Spike. Mm-hmm. He's like, the person you think is on your side is not someone you should trust. So I wasn't expecting Megatron to surrender. So it kind of caught me off guard. So I want to know what happens, like what Megatron is really trying to do. Because in the end, he also says, like, I am exactly where I want to be. So it seems like he knows more than what he's letting on, of course. I think this is going to be and end up being kind of a scene that will kind of destroy Optimus, like mental kind of like his his state of mind is going to be affected because there's going to be something i want to say dark discovered and that's going to be kind of like something that'll traumatize optimus and and kind of who knows what'll go from there right yeah we'll just have to wait and see yes (laughs) so what would you give this out of rod star ratings I had a blast with the whole Megatron and um, all the plots and all the all the devious plans and all the uh, misdirections and then suddenly wasn't expecting this and then it happened. I'm like, oh my god, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I would give it a 4.5. 4.5, right on. That's exactly what I would give this as well. Awesome. It's it's all it's a good time. It it is especially like the whole Megatron and his new design. He looks even scarier than before which I didn't think was possible, but somehow they nailed it. They nailed it. It's, it's very... Because there, there is a toy out there, Megatron, way back when that was his G1 form, but black. And this is taking it to a whole new level. Like, he's not just black. He's also a stealth bomber. He's got some purple lights. He's got some... He's got a fusion cannon. He's got invincible armor. So he's just that much scarier. He, he's got a railgun as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So, we don't have any emails for you today, but if you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. Do you have any toys you want to talk about? 
I haven't gotten any recent boys uh, as of yet, um, but I am excited for the heavy metal game. I've been seeing uh, articles about new updates and things that they're improving, so I can't wait for it to come out. Yes, that game looks like fun, and we do have uh, content on our uh, human YouTube channel. Yes, yes so we do. feel free to check those out. I can't wait for everybody to try it. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a good time. We can all be friends. For toys, I have an old crossover of Venom and Transformers. It turns into a black Mustang, and it's pretty fun. There's some images on our um, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and uh, it, it's a fun time. It's it's an old toy. It's nothing new, but I thought it was fun. What would you think of it, Kilo? Yeah, I think, it, like, the pictures uh, you took of it for the premiere Venom, I think they were very spot on, and I, I liked all the, the funny poses you got him in. Yeah, I like the little mood lights. <laughs> it was Well, are you ready for our next read, Transformers Ironhide? I am ready. If it's as good as this, I'm, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> all right. Shall we continue our search for Computron? I think we should, after I recover from this ding in my head. Oh, you'll be fine. We'll walk it off. All right, I'm going to leave some Shannix on the table, and we can get going. I'll send the listeners off while we clean up here a bit. Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope everyone is being safe out there, and we want you to know we appreciate you for listening. Oh, and for the human listeners out there, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Till all are one. Till all are one. All right, let's get out of here. Let's go. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. I deserve the MVP of the night. The MVP? <laughs> I shot myself to get in there. Is that what your MVP wants to be? It's like the little Overwatch thing where it says, play of the game. Player of the game. <laughs> and it's Bastion. It's always Bastion. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.